Welcome back to the Coaches Rising podcast. I hope this finds you well. Today, this is a different kind of podcast than normal. I won't be interviewing anybody today. I actually wanted to share a few thoughts of my own about the things that have been lighting me up on my journey over the past years that speak to a journey that I've been on as a coach and that I think reflect a journey that we're on collectively. And everything that I say today, I hope it sparks something inside of you. Perhaps it speaks to something inside of you. And the things that I'm sharing, I'm sharing also because they connect to the power of presence, our current online training program that is enrolling now, that I believe is important because it, it is a reflection of a transition that we're going through. It seems obvious to me we're going through some kind of transition and it's hard to say exactly what that is. It feels like we're in the middle of it. But I have some thoughts about some of the things that I see. And I see that there's been an explosion of interest in things like mindfulness, embodiment, movement, flow. And I think that's because you could almost contrast it with a worldview that has, to a large extent, reduced our capacity for those or excluded those. A worldview that has privileged our rational, logical minds and has privileged the scientific worldview and reductionism and materialism. Now, I want to be careful here that I don't think those things are inherently bad. Rational, logical thinking is a good thing, but it's been to the exclusion of other parts of ourselves. The scientific revolution has brought incredible untold innovations to the world, but perhaps it's also brought costs. So if we look at this worldview, I think we look back to the Greeks the Greeks who began this split, where they began to privilege the soul over the body. The soul was pure, was divine, the body was impure, was of this world. And the logical, rational, reasoning parts of us was, was made as special. And our bodies were just the same thing that all the other animals in the world had. And that split continued through history with people like Descartes. I think, therefore I am, and the scientific revolution. And perhaps that this split is what has led us to be experiencing many of these crises that we face now in the world. The thing for me when I live inside my thinking logical minds is that it's a very thin bandwidth in some ways and it's ill-equipped to deal with the complexity of the world. My rational mind is always wanting to codify, to break things down into parts, to reduce things, to map out. And it doesn't tend to like uncertainty it doesn't tend to like what's unknown. And so I feel we're being called to expand our bandwidth 
to begin to re-embrace what Jeremy Lent calls our animate consciousness, our embodied sensing consciousness. And that this descent, this re-embrace holds the key to us navigating the uncertainty and complexity that we are facing in the world right now. That in moments of complexity and uncertainty, we're being required to sense, to tolerate the uncertainty, to begin to sense the emergence and synergy that wants to take place in uncertainty so that we can attune to the evolutionary impulse, the novelty, the creativity that wants to emerge into the world. And so why does this fit for coaching? How does this apply in coaching? Because the same worldview, I think, has applied to coaching. Perhaps we have relied too much on our theories and maps and models and seen our clients through these maps and models, which creates a distance, which creates an impoverished sense of who they are, which, which disconnects us from the aliveness, from the, the emergence, the, the humanity of our clients. That we've tended to see our clients as being complicated, that if we have enough theories, that if we do one more training, we read one more book, one more modality will finally grasp our clients, will know enough to be able to help them transform. But that, again, we are falling into that trap again of relating to them through our maps and models, however subtle that might be. And so that we're being invited to embrace a new way of being for ourselves and a new mode of being in relationship to our clients. The new way of being ourselves is expanding our bandwidth to include this animate consciousness, our embodied felt sense of experience, to sensitize our perceptual faculties, to be able to hold a transformational space, to enter the transformational arena with our clients where the currency is phenomenological experience, moment-to-moment experience as it unfolds, where we let go of knowing where things will unfold to, that we develop the capacity to hold space, to be presence in a way that evokes and invites our clients' spontaneous, intelligent unfolding. That we can drop in and attune to our clients. Those moments, you know, where Your perception, your thinking, your knowing is arising from your being. Word and energy are one. You are in flow, attuned to your clients. Contrasted with those moments where there's a break and suddenly we become self-conscious. We're trying to work out what to do next. There's tension and we are distanced from our experience. And so we're being invited to develop ourselves as an instrument and we're being invited to drop the change agendas that we hold for our clients, perhaps driven by our egoic need to get somewhere, to be a good coach, to be a good facilitator of change. 
And so we drop the change agenda and we attune to what's here right now within ourselves and our clients. And as we attune to what's here right now, we begin to perceive more. It's like a wine taster that begins to drink wine and over time develops their palate and the different depths and flavors and aftertastes of that wine emerge as they bring themselves back to that experience again and again. The same is for us with our coaching clients, with our experience that we refine our perceptive faculty, that we bring a curiosity an openness to our momentary experience, to our clients. And we invite them to do the same thing. And as we do so, their experience unfolds and reveals itself. And therefore, we cease the conversations that remain on a superficial layer where we talk about the topic, the coaching topic, as if it was in the past or what will happen. And we begin to open into the experience of the coaching topic as it shows up here and now. And as we do so, our clients' conditioning, our clients' fragmentation reveals itself. And in that presence of awareness, integration can take place. Not through any willingness to reach an idealized state, but through loving presence, accepting presence. And integration takes place. What was frozen begins to unfreeze, begins to flow, begins to integrate. And in so doing, we tune into the evolutionary impulse of the universe. There's a synergy taking place as we, as we include more and more of our experience, as our clients do the same. A synergy takes place that allows for a whole which is greater than the sum of its parts, that allows for emergence to take place. And in doing so, we recognize that our clients are not complicated. They are complex. They are not machines. They are not reducible to theories. They are complex psychobiological organisms, souls. And so as we allow ourselves to release the grip of needing to get somewhere and we open and attune to what wants to emerge in the moment we feel the aliveness of that there is a truth a beauty a goodness to it and the natural growth of our client takes place what wants to emerge emerges and begins to create the structure for their next way of being rather than something being imposed from our minds aggressively And so I believe this shift is where we will discover, I hope we will discover, let me say that, I hope we will discover the intelligence, the wisdom, the creativity to respond to the times we find ourselves in. That as we expand our bandwidth, as we reclaim our humanity, our animate consciousness, our creativity, we will access the kind of leadership needed to move us through these times. I don't know if we'll make it, but it's my wish. And that our work is to begin to honor the intelligence of our conditioning, our trauma, 
our fragmentation in a way that it is allowed to melt, to integrate. And the energy that was bound up inside of that is freed up for us to non-strategically express our unique brilliance in the world to each of us to play our part. I think that's where I come to. Is It's not about saving the world. It's not about activism. It's about each of us playing our song. It's about each of us expressing our unique gifts, expression to create a symphony. And so I just want to come back now to the power of presence because everything I've spoken about today is baked inside of this program. This program is really oriented to help you begin to coach in this way, to make this shift and to begin to refine yourself as an instrument so that you can help your clients access their own innate healing and integration in order to be able to express their gifts, their music in these times. And so if you're interested to know more, you can head to coachesrising.com forward slash power of presence. You can find out more there. We've got an extraordinary lineup, Thomas Hubel, Jim Detmer, David White, Diana Chapman, and others. And they will guide you through live online interactive sessions. You'll be put into practice groups. There'll be practice sessions. Everything's recorded and downloadable. There's transcripts. And you'll be joining a cohort now of hundreds of coaches who've already signed up, dedicated to refining their selves in these times to do their deepest work. And enrollment is open until the 30th of November this year. That's 2021. All right, I enjoyed that. <laughs> so you can let me know how you found it. If you've got any comments, info at coachesrising.com. You can reach me through that. And if you're inspired to share this, I'd appreciate that. And we'll be back next time with the usual format, uh, an interview. So until that time, I wish you well. <laughs>